Do you remember what, how does the show start? Do you have any recollection? This is the most, absolute worst okay. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's ac- actually not right. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Absolute Worst Podcast. I'm Allison Royer. And I'm Dana Powell. Each week in our show, we seek and give free therapy by telling you our problems. <laughs> Asking you to tell us your problems. And then we just pray to God that any of it works out. We're basically the opposite of Oprah. I was just laughing because I was thinking, honestly, we we really just built this show so we could tell you our problems. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to at this point. Well, we wanted to help other people too. But, but is that happening? I think so. Okay, great. I guess that's why we have the feedback section so yeah. that we can remember. Because I feel like... Plus we do give opinions. Yeah, but is that helpful for anyone? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, if not, they don't have to listen. That's a great point. I have to make an announcement. Go on. Public service. Okay. I, I'm fighting this cough. Yeah. And I know, especially audiophiles and stuff, hate coughs in podcasts. Uh Uh-huh. I just, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Okay. Well, thank you. You know what? Thank you. I have a cough drop. So if you hear. Oh God, please stop doing that. It's so gross. It's like, it's like somebody eating an apple. Or like movie, or like movie kissy noises. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Dana, I'm going to have a panic attack. It's so gross. I can't stop it. I hate it. It's why I stopped watching um, Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) Because they did that a lot? Because Laura Ingalls Wilder, what was her name? I don't know. She had a real lot of slobber issues with her and Mary would talk at night. Yeah. When they would talk at night in bed, I was like, some producers need to get some cotton in that mouth. I've never seen that show. What? Yeah, I've never seen it. How did you grow up? as a person i don't know is that a show people watched religiously oh really and read the books oh i, I watched anne of green gables mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to brag or anything but i was anne of green gables for halloween one year oh you sound cool <laughs> like I was, I was queen elizabeth the first when i was nine years old for halloween <laughs> Oh, Lord. Everybody. I think if there's one word that people could use to describe me, it's it's typically intellectual. Yeah. Yeah, that's typically. You're like, when I was 12, I was Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> I, won the, I won the costume contest. <laughs> Sarah, what did you used to be for Halloween? Princesses. Princesses? Yeah. Yeah. What were you, Dana? Uh, I loved being a witch because then my mom would let me wear makeup. Oh, my God. You were the original witch. Yes. And wow. then one year I was Raggedy Ann. My mom made a really cool costume. Yes. She did stuff for me when I was little. My mom did too. She stole those actually. But then when I got older, it like switched. My mom didn't want to do it anymore. So my dad would. He was pretty good at it. <laughs> okay. Too. Great. He made me American Indian outfit I'm one pretty year. sure that's racist. Now it is. But yeah. at the time it was like cool. Actually, you're right. I think I was an Indian as well. Yeah. I won a costume contest. Wow. Humble brag. I guess oh. it was just a re- legit brag. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever won literally anything. I won my doggy. What? Yeah, I had to participate in a raffle because that's how you got Lucy. People wanted my doggy. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. That's kind of like what if you could just throw in to see if you could win? Oh, that's a show. Then will you win your husband? Oh, isn't it called the Bachelor? The Bachelor. Do you guys watch that? I used to. Sometimes I, I never still have do. Seen it? Do you like that show? Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna try to get into it. It's funny, is it? Yeah. Okay. Plus, we have comedian friends that write like we do reviews about it and oh, stuff that are yeah, hilarious. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Well, you know what? I, f- I have to say, I already feel better. Oh, it's good. been a harrowing week for See, me. We helped somebody. You did actually. My so my we're having some family. Dr- I don't want to say drama, but just like some family issues in my family, mm-hmm. and so um, uh, Robbie flew to Chicago really unexpected last Friday. So I've been with the baby for like a week now, mm-hmm. and it has been a uh, team. The team had a meeting, and we decided that I would fly there next Sunday. Mm-hmm. So uh, two weeks going rogue with uh, my child, perfect daughter. Things are not going well. <laughs> They're going perfectly fine. Um, uh, okay, maybe. And so also I have to fly with her by myself for the first time. So I'm very nervous about that. That'll I have a lot fine. of anxiety. My sh- my leg right now is shaking. Dana's saying it's going fine because like ostensibly my my apartment look, it has the illusion of being clean. Um, I, however look insane i just sent my daughter off with my friend while we're doing this and she had a lot of yogurt in her hair for some reason yeah so i battled that when she said 
parents might ask if she has lice. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know what lice looks <laughs> You're like. You're right. I might not. I hope it I never find out. It definitely doesn't look like yogurt. So I decided to battle that by just putting her hair in pigtails. Yeah. I felt like that was the solution. So Robbie left last Friday. On Monday, there was a bomb threat on my office building. Yeah. So I was asked to not come to work that day, which was great, actually. I mean, that's fine. But I was a little concerned when I went back on Tuesday. Sure. And then, I mean, I think it goes without saying that, obviously, my daughter got pink eye this week. Because I feel like every time... I'm not sure it was actual <laughs> pink eye. <laughs> no, it literally was. Why Are do you, you sure? That... Yes. 100%. Huh. Why do you think that it wasn't? You know, you didn't even see her eye. I know, because you were like... I mean, it's sort of pink, but it, mostly it just has gunk in it. No, it was like... It wasn't good. I'm not going to describe it because I don't, I feel bad for people hearing the description of pink eye, but it was combated with some antibiotic eye drops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She also moved this week from the infant room to the toddler room. She graduated. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. She went from, um, being a twinkling star to a little star. Like I'm not trying to brag or anything, but wow, (laughs) Sarah, Sarah's back, by the way. She was on a, a booze cruise. She was on a cruise. Um, and she's back. I don't want to, you know, she's brought a notebook, I think, because she knows that I'm not doing well and she didn't want to upset me. So thank you, Sarah, for participating in my mental health. Um, you know how you said you look crazier than normal? Yeah. I look Sarah, exactly as I always does do. Does she look crazier than normal? No. You guys. So. Okay, I just want everyone to know that wasn't a compliment that Dana just gave me. She's suggesting was. that I typically look crazy. I'm and just you know what? Typically you're not look wrong. like you do right now. Yeah, you're right. Stop laughing. Sarah I'm, said she cut my bangs today. I don't um, know why you make our podcast intern cut your bangs. It's an additional task that she's been This given. will be the second time you've made her cut your hair. Because she exclusively cuts my bangs now. Like, you are the person that cuts my bangs, just so we're clear. That's your job. It's part of your description. If Sarah ever leaves us to live on a boat, the next description that we want, we write for our next intern will say abilities, cutting bangs. Cutting Allison's hair. Yeah. It's not like a full haircut, but I mean, can you do a full haircut? No, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) That's a disastrous recipe. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. See, that's the thing is Dana and I are never sick on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. Like usually if I'm suicidal, um, Dana is a little peppy and I would say I'm not doing well. (laughs) Yeah. Emotionally. I wouldn't say I'm peppy. I'm just like, whatevs, man. Yeah. Well, to me, that's a level of pep that I'm hoping to achieve. Yeah. It's certainly above. I think the last 12 episodes have started with Dana's not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in an absolute worst first, yeah. Ooh, that's a new thing I'm going to coin. I actually almost started crying before we even started recording yeah. recording today, which is a new one for me. Yeah. Um, I literally feel like my heart's maybe going to beat out of my chest. Um, yeah. And if I have a panic attack and pass out, like, I don't know, just go on without me. I don't even think I need to say that. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I'm, I'm going to say this and it's going to be controversial. Um, pretty excited about our episode. This one? Yeah, I don't remember anything that I pulled to talk about. Oh. But um I'm excited that Sarah's back. Dana looks lovely. She's I wearing do? yeah, she literally wears evening gowns to do the podcast, You're which so is crazy. why she thinks that I look insane. No, she, I just am trying to fake it till I make it. Like, like do you have makeup on? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Should I, I start putting do. makeup on? Because I'm coming to work. Right. The thing is that that like Dana puts makeup on me in our pictures. So I just stopped doing it because I'm like, ah, Daniel, Daniel, do it. Yeah. She's like an app. I have an app that puts makeup on Allison. Yeah. So if you ever think I look like crazy in our pictures. Although I will say the the picture I posted with Dave Rosowski, I didn't put any makeup on you. You You looked great. I think you put mascara on that day. I did? Yeah. Oh, good. See, I listened to Dana when she yells at me. Um, We did a lot of feedback on this show and it's very helpful. I can't tell you how often I've just like read our emails at work and I just cry because people are so nice to us. Uh-huh. If you have anything you want to say to us, you can email us at absoluteworstpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach us through our website, absoluteworstpodcast.com. And you can go on the contact section there. We're always looking for any feedback you have, solutions to your heart beating out of your chest, questions that you want an emotionally unstable person to help you with, <laughs> uh, crazy stories that have happened to you. We want all of that. You can also reach us through through Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, You can send us direct messages. Although somebody recently sent us a direct message through Instagram, and it was like 
12 messages long. And she's like, I think this might be why people don't send you messages from here. I'm getting edited because I think there's like a character oh, no. limit. I know. <laughs> I found it, though, and I, I put it together. But oh, good. She struggled. She struggled. So this is from someone named fake name Zeph Lou. Oh. How do you spell that? Z-E-F-L-E-W-E. Uh-huh. Oh. Do you think I'm pronouncing it right? I think. Yeah. I think it, I mean, it says fake name Zeph Lou. Maybe that's the real name. I don't know. It says, girls. Just a couple of weeks ago, I saw your I'm Still a Person videos on oh, Facebook. Cool, cool. For those of you that don't know, we have some videos on the Facebook. They're called I'm Still a Person. We did them with Awestruck. They're great. They're wonderful. They also have some stuff out right now called Asshole Parents that um, Dana and I are obviously completely qualified right. for. So they asked <laughs> us to participate in that. I fell in love with y'all. I honestly feel like you're my spirit animals. Yay. We are your spirit animals. I just found your podcast and started listening yesterday. I want to submit all the yours and all of your questions and topics that you want us to write in about. But this goes back to May of last year. Would y'all think I was totally lame in commenting 10 months late on everything? No. no. Mostly because I have great Applebee's stories since me and Dana are Apple <gasps> buddies. We're Apple buddies. And she put hashtag Crapplebee's got Apple fleas. Oh, oh I like it. Is that it. a popular Applebee's hashtag? Much love from down here in Georgia. Awesome. The Deep South. The deep south. Hey. I hope she doesn't get to the episode where the Deep South got mad at us. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, she will. And she she'll, will. She'll be fine with she'll that. She'll know that I'm not. I think if there's one thing we all know about Applebee's employees, it's that they're very open-minded. <laughs> isn't, okay. isn't that, like, universally My, known? I don't know. No, My okay. manager had a meth problem, so. Didn't you accidentally go on a date with your manager? One of my managers, yeah. <laughs> before I before he was my manager, but not the meth one. Not the meth one. Okay. No. Not she that we. Not that there's anything wrong. If you have a crystal meth issue, it's totally fine. You can get help. We're not being judgmental. No, it happens, but I I would like for you not to do it. Well, I want you to just make your own choices. Okay. Well, and I mean, I would like not to eat so much, but I still do. So, like everybody's got their issues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is subject line, adult coloring books and jaw rule. In the same way that people are giving us feedback, they, for some reason, when they want Dana to do things, they email me specifically Good. and tell me they know what I need help. to do for yeah. Dana. So yeah. they said, hi, ladies. And I want you to know, I took this advice. Wanted to share something with you that would be perfect for Dana. <gasps> we got one for my boss for Christmas this year. It's a curse word coloring book. Uh Amazing. I thought I got you that. You did. Oh, okay, great. Yes. So for, for a second, I thought maybe I didn't get the right one. So Dana has previously said that she struggles too with like obsession of the mind and anxiety. Yes, my and brain like, just yeah. runs constantly. And then we had talked about um, meditating, which as we can all assume I have not been doing lately. Yeah, I, <laughs> I barely I exercise. I um, although I did get a massage this week. So I've been seeing a physical therapist because my hips hurt so bad because I have a weird autoimmune disorder and my whole spine is fusing together. It's not a big deal. But so I was going to physical therapy and she said, I want you to get a massage here and tell him to do your low back, your hips and your feet. Did you know this? I left mm -hmm. you a voicemail. Okay. Yeah. Cause she doesn't always listen to my voicemails just so we're clear. Yeah. So this guy, I did this on Thursday. This guy jammed his elbows into my hips so bad. I was screaming in pain. And then he goes, yeah, I have another client whose hips are locked like this. She fell off a horse two years ago. Oh, I mean, is that reasonable? I did not recently fall off a horse, but apparently I have horse hips. So anyway, I don't think that's what they call it. I have horse hips. That's what they, is that not what they say? I don't think so. Anyway, I feel like I have horse hips. So somebody, a, no, it wasn't this person. A different person suggested that Dana do adult coloring books. Mm -hmm. Then this person said a curse word coloring book. Mm -hmm. So I sent one to Dana. She says, perfect for when you want to relax, but also be inappropriate and a little bit aggressive. Mm -hmm. So truly a win-win situation. As a bonus, they would be a great accompaniment to your cunt waffle pencils. Yes. You're welcome in advance. I wanted to take a cue from Allison and just send you one as a gift, but unfortunately I lost my purse containing two credit cards and a debit card, my passport, and my house oh, keys no. at a Ja Rule concert this past weekend. Is Ja Rule still a thing? I mean, I think. Didn't he do the festival in like Jamaica where they all died? Wait a minute. They didn't <laughs> all die. The festival didn't happen. It was that it was supposed to happen, but it didn't go well. Right. But and I guess he's still doing concerts and stuff. But yes. I guess so. Isn't Ja Rule the one that's like many, many when I'm even it up? What? 
You're right. She's absolutely right. Cause I'm real. The way I'm real. Was that J Lo? We're on the cutting edge. She said, "Did I mention I'm almost 30? So maybe we should consider this email a heads up on the coloring book and an absolute your stall rolled into one." In all seriousness, thank you both so much for the amazing podcast. I look forward to it every week. Keep being awesome and funny and smart. Aw, thank her. you. I love when people call me smart because we know I'm struggling. Although I was Anne of Green Gables for Halloween. Oh, God, now we're going to have to hear about that forever. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't win a costume contest. Sarah, my heart is over flowing because you're writing in your notebook right now like i feel supported i don't know but i feel taken care of i feel like she's making fun of us i don't care it's the illusion of being present and it's making my heart sore she's still giggling i know this person's fake name is eric it's weird that's his fake name i'm listening to episode 15 and you asked men listening to tell you we're listening i've been binge listening since my wife introduced you two to me this is a very hilarious and also helpful podcast i'm jealous it's not mine oh i love it eric that's so nice i love it that men listen to us oh yeah it's great honestly i think they can learn (laughs) well everybody can yeah and they can see what their wives are writing in about (laughs) totally (laughs) okay I hate to beat a dead horse just because I have horse hips. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I hate every joke you just made. (laughs) Sarah, stop nodding. So as mentioned previously, people had a lot of issues with Ben Jameson. The nicest, most spiritual man in the world. This one, fake name, Ghetto Anne Hathaway. Don't know why. Hi, Dina and Allison. Hi. Hi. This is what she says. Oh, no. Oh, okay. You know, you're on the podcast. You're not reading to yourself right now. (laughs) We're actually recording. (laughs) What's happening right now? I don't know why that made me laugh so much. She's so stupid. (laughs) So she's writing in about Ben Jamerson and she says uh, she wants to talk about how him and his spouse never fight. I have such a strong need. And I even said when he said it, I'm like, you're going to have a lot of problems with that. Yeah. And I, and I, and that is what I don't think he knew how serious it was going to be. I have such a strong knee jerk reaction to this bullshit claim that I had to go on the interwebs and write to you. Let me tell you something I believe with all my heart. People in relationships who don't fight, this is all caps, are so fucked up, maybe even more fucked up than everyone else. I've been with my husband for 14 years, and the first time I met his parents, I'm talking the first dinner, five minutes in, we had just ordered drinks and we're getting to know each other. His dad rolled out this bullshit claim while his mom sat next to him, nodding eagerly. Oh, we never fight, he said all smugly like it was a badge of honor. We've been married more than 30 years and never not once. And for context, my in-laws were seemingly perfect. They were good looking, had plenty of dough, had funny stories, and they were adorably affectionate. I wanted to be them so badly, but alas, my husband, then boyfriend, and I fought all the time. Like one time he jumped out of a car. I was driving just to escape the bickering. Oh (laughs) my God. We fought and fought and fought for four months until we just gave up entirely. And I decided to hop on a plane to South America where I went backpacking for eight weeks. Amazing. But when I got home, I was two and a half months pregnant. Long story short, I decided to keep the baby and try to make it work with my husband, but it was a rough first few years and peppered into my memories of that time as my father-in-law reminding me every chance he got, usually as I was crying after yet another fight with my husband. Well, as you know, we never fight, so I don't know what to tell you, kiddo. And you know what? I totally fell for it. I was entirely convinced that my husband and my relationship was doomed because obviously we could never have what his parents had. And then the whole thing just came crashing down. One evening when I was 11 months pregnant with our second child, my husband came up to our bedroom and sat on the bed and asked if he could talk to me. He explained that his dad had just emailed him to tell him that he was having an ongoing affair with a family friend, a woman who was younger than my husband and who had a husband Mm. of her own, and that her little girl that we all had known for years was not the daughter of the family friend and her husband what was in fact my father-in-law's daughter and that now that the family friend was going to be divorcing her husband my father-in-law had made the decision to help her raise their daughter and that he would be leaving my mother-in-law and moving across the country oh my god you guys 
I cannot begin to tell you how shattered our entire family was after the truth finally came out. My mother-in-law, bless her heart, had never so much as driven on the freeway or pumped her own gas or managed her own money. And even though it took years for my husband to fully process his anger toward his father, both he and his mom insisted almost immediately that they forgave my father-in-law and that even good people make mistakes. Meanwhile, my facial expression was locked into a permanent scream of horror. They never fought. They had the perfect life. Why would he do this? The closest thing to an answer came as my husband had coffee with my, his dad one morning about a month before he moved away for good. He told my husband that there were issues, but he didn't feel like he could talk about them with my mother-in-law because whenever he tried, she would cry and he would feel guilty and that after a while, he learned to just squash it. And there it is. They didn't not fight because they had a perfect relationship. They didn't fight because they were too afraid to fight. And for years, all those things that they could have been hashing out just festered and became these really big, ugly problems and behaviors that eventually blew up their marriage and almost blew up mine. Anyway, my husband and I fight and then we make up and then we fight again. But Jesus, we're doing the best we can. And by some miracle, we still love each other. Something fierce. That's my fucking badge of honor. Thanks for reading. I know it was a long one. Bye. Wow. That was fucking awesome. And that let me amazing. tell you, I think, I think Dana and I both, both loved Ben and his episode and his wife. But yeah. I understand what she's saying, which is anytime you make these overarching, like I never do blank. I always blank. Yeah. It doesn't always, it sends sometimes a confusing message, you right. know, and she just wants to give the other side, which is, Hey, but if you heard Ben say that he never fights and you're looking at your own marriage being like, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the truth. No, no. In fact, I think, um, I always say when I argue with someone, um, and they, you know, it feels confrontational or whatever. It's, it's me trying to communicate something I feel strongly about because I care. If I don't care, I won't say anything. Mm -hmm. And so when I argue with my husband and bring things up that he doesn't want to talk about or my writing partner or whoever, I'm like, I need to explain to you very aggressively right. why I feel this way because I want to fix it. Right. Because I want to get through it because right. this matters enough to me right. to deal with. You know, if you don't ever deal with anything, that's like a pressure cooker, I feel like. Right. So, like, I have another group of friends or another couple that they say they never fight, too. Oh. And I always am like, yeah, one, when they retire, one of them's going to kill the other one. <laughs> like, it's going to come out. Right. You have to communicate. Right. There's, we're, we are all individual people. And I don't think that there's ever going to be another person that's just like you to the point that you always agree on everything. Totally. And I don't even think that that's what Ben was saying. No. I think his point was we try not to scream and yell at each other, mm -hmm. but certainly they disagree. Now, yeah. obviously, you know, I think we are all trying not to have like a knockout drag down fight every yeah. time we try to, you know, every time we disagree with our spouses or friends or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, and, and Robbie says this all the time because I'll be like, I always say like, stop yelling at me. He's like, I've literally not raised my voice yeah. even a little bit, but I, you know, I perceive yelling to be like anything where he disagrees with me. I'm like, you're screaming at me. Right. And he's like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, so I love that she had just gave, you know, a different perspective because I, you know, we have disagreements, you yeah, know, like, totally. I um, mean, I called Dan Tipton a monster in a whisper the other day and Henry goes, my son goes, who's a monster? I was like, Oop, dial it back, Dana. <laughs> dial it back. That's why I'm so grateful that my kid can't talk yet. Mm -hmm. Do you know what is going to happen when that's a thing? My kid pretended he didn't know how to read for like six months. So watch out. <laughs> you also said he pretended he couldn't walk. He did for months. <laughs> He doesn't want to show me he can do something until he's a pro. That's super funny. Like, I didn't know he could read. And, and then we were like, I think he can read. And then we were like, oh, yeah, he can read. And so the first time I realized it, he fully read me a book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. There's somebody out there who's trying to teach their kid to read that's so angry. Yeah. Dana just looked up one day. <laughs> and he read me a book. He was like. And it was a book about hugging. It was like the <laughs> sweetest ever. That's amazing. That those are the well, times. I want to know what the context of that book though is, because like, is it that complicated that you need an entire book about it? Like, it's pretty straightforward. I guess the doctor's office thought so. <laughs> Stupid. So dumb. Yeah. Amazing. We're gonna move on to the absolute worst therapy section of our show, where we <laughs> fix your problems by offering. <laughs> 
books. You giggled before you said it. It just seems so absurd, doesn't it? But your internal monologue is like, we can't fix anything. (laughs) But Dana's right, though. People have said that we've helped them. We just have to remember that. Yeah. And if we don't, somebody else writes in and fixes what we did wrong. That is true. That is true. It's like we have a safety net of listeners that are like, okay. (laughs) We'll take it from here, ladies. from here, yeah. (laughs) You guys are funny. We'll listen. But then we're going to tell you what you need to tell these people. This is fake name. Um, Oh, Amanda again. Okay. Welcome back, Amanda. She says, if it's a fake name, how do you know? That is the same person. She says Amanda again. Oh. <laughs> I thought you just added no, that in. She put Amanda again. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. Can Allison, I- stop yelling at me. <laughs> Can we talk about saggy boobies? Mm. Ugh. I have to hoist these things into their cups, then arrange them so that my nipples are hopefully both facing the same direction. Otherwise, I'm like Kitty from Arrested Development. Yeah. I have never felt more passionately about a question because I also want to know what's the deal with saggy boobies because what I'm wearing today is a sports bra and under no circumstances is it providing any support no it's just a piece of what they're made for even though they are like here go running yeah no I mean I could barely walk without knocking an eye out I when I shoot something that requires me to run or go to up or downstairs (laughs) I have on a regular bra uh-huh. and two sports bras uh-huh. always because uh-huh. it's insanity. When I worked out, when I was running a lot, I had the nastiest bitch say to me one time, as I was running and like hot and sweaty, she was she her and her dog had matching sweaters, which Obviously. made me hate her even sure. more. She was, was like, "Ooh, honey, ugh, you are really bouncing a lot. You should look into a better bra." Okay. <laughs> And I was, and I said to her through my teeth, I have two sports bras on. Right. At least I'm running instead of carrying my dog with a sweater that matches mine. <laughs> like I couldn't have hated a person more in one moment. I than can I see did why her. your mom kept dressing you up as a witch. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that. That woman is the witch. Sure. For real. She's like, oh look, here's a chubby woman trying to lose weight. I'm gonna insult her. Sure. I have 400 different bras in my drawer. They're all different sizes. But do you buy the right thing for saggy boobs? What is that? I think that's what she's asking. Do you you know what it is? Yes. What is it? I've had giant boobs since fourth grade. Okay. So like for a long time, I couldn't even buy pretty bras. At least now we can get pretty bras. It was just industrial armor. was all I could get. But you have to get straps that are not elastic because that allows a bounce. It's just a swing. What is a swing for your boobs? What bras do you use? Um, I either get like um a Victoria's Secret, but no, I, I'm over Victoria's Secret. I have a sports bra from them that I makes like Bali. Bali, B A L I. Uh huh. I like Bali. Um, she's literally caressing her nipples as she tells like, me this. I'm, I was jiggling my boobs. Okay, that does make it better. And then if I find a bra I like, but I don't like, it does have elasticity in the, in the straps or something else about it, like doesn't hold me up enough or whatever, I will cut that motherfucker and sew it. Wow. Yep. This seems like just another excuse for you to talk about how you can sew. Cause I can't sew. And I just, just with a needle and thread. No, I get how sewing works. I just don't know how it is, like what you do. You push the needle in one Okay. Way can you cut all my bras through. and make them fit me then? I could if I wanted to. Do you want to? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, I'm doing it enough at my own home. First of all, we need... I gotta a- hoist these boulders up. <laughs> we need a bra company to hear this mess, this episode and sponsor us. Yeah. Because we want... There is another company called Curvy Kate. I've had some... Um, all these places that claim that they can hold you up without a without a wire that sticks you and stuff. I'm like, bullshit, bullshit, yeah, bullshit. And then they true. come and they have stretchy... They have stretchy um, straps, and I'm like, that is just literally a bouncy swing for right. titties. Right. It's we want not- less tit swings. No swings. No swings. I want them to stay on my body. See, I'm more fascinated by people that have large boobs, and the nipples are always up, and the and the boobs are up. But they're you think they're real? I know a girl okay. that I know for a fact hers are real, and they're big, and they're perfect, and they're beautiful, and I don't understand how that happened. Hmm. Have you asked? 
I mean, I think I've told her, I don't understand how your boobs are perfect. And then what does she say? I've known her since college. Do you think we could have her on as a guest and have a whole episode about just that? She even, like, this is how great her boobs are. In college once, she had my friend Travis paint her whole body as, like... There were flowers. She was like a woodland fairy or something. Anyway, she went completely nude for Halloween. Fucking. And then in college, she had nude photos taken and they weren't just for everybody, but she was like, will you look at these and see which ones you like? Wow. And I was like, I'll never be that person. No, no. Partially because my boobs are too big. If I was going to be painted naked, they would somehow have to work my breasts into like a belt area. Like it would be like my belt of honor. I always wonder like people that send you know shots people talk about sending nude shots or photos of their boobs right. to their boyfriends or whatever i'm like I, I i honestly don't think i could get them both in one shot <laughs> with one you have hand, to like, do one at a time that's I, what you have to what's that thing boomerang you, you just boomerang. go back and forth that's horrible it makes it sound like my tits are under my armpits i don't think remember it, that picture i sent you know, one time when i was laying yes, in bed and I, my like boobs were smothering yes. my face are you, will you please put that on their instagram are you kidding me? Dana, you have to no <laughs> no i was mortified that you showed robbie like <laughs> I, literally my boobs were smothering my face i was starting to feel bad because i'm like we don't really have a solution but all she said was can we talk about saggy boobies and you know what we can we just I, and i do You're have welcome. a solution don't buy bras with elastic straps uh-huh. and sew them Okay, so that they hold sew, your boobs. Literally nobody does. Or take them send your, to We're going to get a P.O. box so you can send your bras to Dana. No. She's going to sew them for you. I have a new career. This is a subject line. I waited till marriage, dot, dot, dot. Oh, oh is it a mystery? Because <laughs> she kind of told us the answer. <laughs> or does that mean, or did I? I think we're going to find out. Hi, Dana and Allison. I have a problem related to sex, and I think you two are the best people to get advice from. Thank, Thank you. you. I dated my husband for seven years before we got married. Also note, I was 16 when we started dating and mm. 23 when we got married. For several reasons, I decided I wasn't going to have sex before marriage, and he respected me for that. Now we have been married for seven months, and we have sex about one to two times a week, but there is one problem. Because I was a virgin when we got married and because he is very well endowed, lucky, it hurts when it first goes in. After a little bit, my vagina stretches out and it feels better. Is there any way to stretch out my vagina? Everybody in the world wants the opposite, but we'll help you. Yeah, It seriously is a painful routine to push it in. What? To push it? To push it in a push for two to three. To push it in for two to three minutes until my vagina warms up and stretches out. Also, you should know we have several minutes of four, several minutes. I mean, we need to extend that Mm -hmm. a foreplay. So I don't think more foreplay is a possible solution. That sounds like something her husband told her. Yeah. He's like, no, man, after two minutes, if you're not ready to go, there's nothing we can do with you. Help, help because I don't know who else to ask. Thanks for any advice or judgment you have about me. (laughs) She signed off tight badge. (laughs) Yeah. People get surgery for that. Yeah. No kidding. But first of all, a couple of minutes no, is no, no, not no, no, enough no. time. You know what? I, my instant thought too was uh, maybe they just need to use lube. Oh, for especially sure. if they're only foreplaying for a couple of minutes. Or how about this? Maybe he should eat her out for a little bit. Yes, Dana is right. Be nice and wet down there, and going real easy. Yeah. So definitely, my first concern here is you're going to need more than a couple minutes of foreplay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just think that that's the truth. I mean, some fun stretching tools are fingers and i think this is another great opportunity to talk about overlooks it well no i want i'm yes anding what you just suggested fingers yeah oh okay because i think that's a great start but this is also just another opportunity to talk about all the whole household items that you can stick into your vagina no i'm just saying stop you know also i do want to say from a medical perspective okay if this continues to be a problem and you're like, no, but it's very wet down there and we use lube and everything, there is a specific uh, condition mm. that makes it painful for women sure. to have sex. Um, and I can't remember what it is. It's not like a virus or anything, but it's a specific condition. And I do believe they can help you with that. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could go to your gynecologist, but my the biggest thing that's standing out to me in the email is that she's like, we try foreplay for a couple minutes and that's it. Like, yeah, no, no, he needs to eat your morning. vagina for like 30 minutes. Or you need to have lube. You need to have lube. You need to start. We should do. I know what we'll do. We'll do a picture on our Instagram of like, we'll start with two fingers, the standard amount of fingers somebody gets fingered with. This is is not going to (laughs) happen. And then we'll start to do incremental. Like, you know how it's like 
um, the Russian dolls nesting will do bigger household items. And no. she could like once a week stick in a different thing. So like after fingers, maybe you it's can't really stretch your vagina. Of course you can, no. Dana. The body That's goes they- back. The body goes no, back. it doesn't. Allison, if that was true, your vagina would be flapping open like a half-broken kite if because you had a baby. <laughs> it was ripped out of me. Oh, I had a baby. My vagina ain't flapping in the wind. It goes back. I know. It goes back to some degree, but you can stretch it. Particularly, think about the I think guess about, if it's dry hard when- enough, it's like those guys in that other country that like tie things to their nut sacks and their penises <laughs> and stretch everything out, but that's unnatural. She doesn't need to stretch out her vagina. She needs to be wetter. No, she needs to stretch it out enough no. so that a dick can get in there. I think it still will go back, but your vagina stretches when a baby comes out and then it goes back. I Don't think tell that, me that your vagina is the same it was before you pushed a person out of it. I think it's pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. Yeah. But not 100%. Yeah, but she doesn't need to be stretching her vagina for a dong. Yeah, she does. That's how no. you get it in there. No. no, I'm not saying that she needs to like work herself on, but enough during intercourse, it no. needs to let the train through. She needs to be relaxed and know it's not going to hurt he because needs to, it's wet enough and they've had foreplay. He needs to have a full vagina buffet starting with 30 minutes. So 30 minutes? you turn to your husband and say, I know you claim that foreplay only historically lasts for a minute or two, but I talked to my doctors And they said that you need to eat my box for For 30 30 minutes. minutes? 30 minutes. She's a little. Don't you think so? If her husband agrees to that, I want to meet him. All right. Well, (laughs) if he's, I mean, he's not going to. He said that foreplay is a minute. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess I'm making assumptions that that's something that was drilled into her head by her husband. So even if you yourself believe that foreplay is historically a couple of minutes, I'm here to tell you that no, it isn't. Sometimes foreplay is like 90 minutes. I think sometimes people get confused and they think foreplay is like whispered sexy things to me and we can no, pet each other's No, it's eating faces. your vagina. It can be that. <laughs> or digital penetration. Digital penetration? Yeah. Blink, blink. That's digital? Yeah, your oh, digits. Oh, your digits. <laughs> I get it. I thought it was like an app. It can be a lot of things like that, you know? <laughs> Go back to your husband and tell him that you your foreplay is longer than a couple of minutes. That's fucking And bullshit. do it real angry like like Allison just did, and I'm sure you'll stay happily married forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like make sure it's really wet and loose and yeah, you're relaxed. You're going to need some lube. Okay. I don't want to make assumptions. She's obviously a nice person who her virginity meant something to her. Mm-hmm. So maybe now you're married, you you know, maybe she doesn't know about lube. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't know that there's many sexual tools, vibrators, dildos, spatulas, you know, (laughs) things that can. And and more than anything, we want you to know sex should be enjoyable. Enjoyable. So if at any time you're in pain, you can feel free to say, I'm not comfortable and this doesn't feel good to me. Right. And you can stop. You know, and so, if those other things aren't working, then definitely go to the doctor and yeah. say, I don't know why just upon entry, yeah. it hurts and then it loosens up and they may be able and to And I would you. say it's because you're getting in there way too quick. I would say so too. Yeah. We need to warm it up. Is that and a maybe song? dry. Yeah. It's probably a little dry. Yeah. And you need a little bit more help down there. Yeah. That's okay. Invite a third person. No, I'm just no <laughs> that's not the answer. That's not the answer. <laughs> Please write us back about your vagina. We want to see if it gets as loose as mine is. <laughs> I said yours was like a broken kite. <laughs> Dana. You know why I didn't stop you is because for the first time I feel comforted when you describe my vagina since you've seen it now. And thank I you again. I have not seen thank your you again vagina. for that experience. You can describe it as kite as much as you want because you have firsthand experience. No, I don't. You do. Sarah. Were you here for that? Do you even know that that happened, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, if they had three baths, I would bring you back next time, but there's only two baths in there. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run, Sarah. 
<laughs> this is fake name Athena. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that fake name. Hey, Dana and Allison. Thanks for your show. I live in an isolated cabin in Scandinavia. Oh, my God. What? Hi. And your girly gab substitutes for a social life for me these days. Your conversation is provocative and thoughtful without losing its fun and funny edge. I love the Scandinavian wow. person. Totally keeps me sane when it's snowing outside and I can't leave my house. Oh, my God. My question is about uncertainty. I am in my 20s, and a lot of things are unclear about where my life is headed. I recently broke up with someone who wanted to marry me, and while I'm confident in my decision to end that relationship, I feel hopelessly behind in my life. I want to go to graduate school, get married, have a baby, travel the world, lose 15 pounds, run for office, learn, grow, experience, and play. I sometimes feel so overcome by the amount of things I want to do that I just don't know where to start. Three of my closest friends are getting married this year, and I feel... When I look at them both terrified at the adultiness of the time of life we are in, i.e. the fact that people are starting to get married, have kids, buy houses, etc. And like I should be doing those things too. I feel like everyone else is confident and knows where they are going, where they, what they want. And like I'm that annoying person you go out for dinner with who takes three million years to pick what they want to order, if that makes sense. It does. Mm-hmm. I wish I could just accept where I'm at, but I am having trouble doing that. Do you have any advice around, about, around not comparing yourself to other people and where they are in their life for is where you're at. Mm. How do you stay happy for others and love yourself when the temptation to hold one over the other creeps in? I don't want to knock my friends to make myself feel better, and I don't want to put myself down to celebrate them. But we are, but as we become real adults, our lives grow increasingly more different, and so not comparing becomes harder. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all the good cheer and mediocre advice you provide. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I feel like she knows as well. She really does. Yeah. Go on. Um, I, I actually have a lot to say mm-hmm. about that. I talked a little bit about this. You know, we've talked a little before about we're in the kind of industry where it's very hard not to compare yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we know we've even had people on the show that are like, the pinnacle of success and, you know, fame and have achieved what they wanted and financial aspirations have been met. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it is really hard. But I told you, I um, remember I'm always, what do we call this? Uh, FOMO. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Where I um, shout out somebody else's project. Oh, we call it when Dana shouts out somebody else's project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that book, there was a book that I was reading and it was the subtle art of not giving a fuck and how he talked about what being aware of what your metric is. Mm. So um, she's in a different place in her life than what her friends are. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't have to use them as a metric for her own success. Mm -hmm. So the example in the book was the guitarist that got fired from his band. He ended up going on making his own iconic band, but he never felt successful because the band he was fired from was Metallica. Right. When both bands were legends in their genre, you know? So it's like, she's looking at all these people and they're hitting these milestones, which we've also talked about. They're milestones for some people. It doesn't mean they are for her. Right. You know, and, and it is hard to go, I don't know where life's taking me. I've always been one of these people that even if it's changed over time, I've always known what I want and how to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Right. My husband is not like that. Mm. He And my best friend too. They never know what they want mm-hmm. and they don't know how to pursue it. And they just let life take them. Sure. And I truly believe either way, mm-hmm. life's going to take you where you need to be. Totally. You know, like it doesn't matter how hard you push. If that's not meant for you, mm-hmm. like I, I've told Allison, you're never going to be an astronaut. <laughs> it doesn't matter how hard you and want it. And I said it. to Dana, you don't fucking know me. I, but I so do. So don't tell me. But I'm I not going to be a fucking astronaut. I'm sorry, but I know. I, I <laughs> no, you said know. I wasn't going to be a professional dancer. That as well. And I said, you don't fucking know well, me. Don't tell me that I'm not going to be a professional dancer because I've been doing squats, bitch. Oh boy. If what you're doing now is any indication of your dance by the way you're moving your body, I'm worried for you. I'm just saying. Well, I, I totally agree with everything that Dana said. Although I, I do think, because that can be a little bit of a mind fuck, like it doesn't mean you can't do anything and life is just going to take you, right? But I no. do think that there's certain things you can do to, I'm very big on finding more information. You know, like I'm somebody who's historically gotten bogged down by being a very... Um, 
what's the word? I can't even think of it anymore because my brain is just like fucking mashed potatoes. But um, impulsive. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got there. But um, and I'm somebody too who I mean I remember, and this was years ago, and I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I had had a fling with this guy, and you know we tried, we like tried to make it work, but it didn't. And anybody could have told you it was a bad idea from the beginning. And then he started to get very successful, and I was seeing him on television and all this stuff. And I mean I would cry, like yeah. I was just like I knew it. I'm never going to be anything I should remember you know all the regret all the whatever um and I am not like that anymore you know Mm -hmm. like I used to have that you know that thing you know the thing about comparing it just is like a soul sickness you know what I mean like it really I remember being jealous of people's accomplishments or marriages or you you know use it to beat yourself up yeah you know and also you can't be present for those friends because you're so you're just seething with jealousy and yeah and she says she wants to be happy for her friends and something I I have learned to say to myself um is that I'm not jealous of my friends. I want the best for them. Right. I want success and happiness and everything they've ever dreamed of. I sometimes get jealous of the opportunity. Sure. So, you know, I don't want her to beat herself up and feel like she's a bad person. Of course not. You know, because it's like she, she's jealous of their clarity or what she perceives to be. Right. Not them. And not to make it, you know, this isn't like, I don't want this to sound negative, but I do think that something that happens with age is you get to see the full picture, mm-hmm. you know? So I definitely had... You know, when everybody was rushing off to get married and doing all that stuff, I was like, fuck, I'm screwed. I'm never going to meet anybody. This is all terrible. Do do do. What you start to see with age is that when we look at pictures, like when we look at social media, when we look at other people's marriages, and I think the other person that wrote in about Ben is a great example, we don't have the full picture. Mm -hmm. We start to fill in all the blanks. And that doesn't mean like, oh, don't worry, those people are going to get divorced. You know, oh, don't worry, just because it looks good. So that's what I meant when I don't mean for it to sound negative. Mm -hmm. But when you just see something from the outside, you don't have the full picture. Mm -hmm. And that has really helped me to just look at, you know, take things with a kind of a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're getting married. That's awesome. I don't know that. Even like a good one, you know, I'm obsessed with money, but like when people have nice things, oh my God, they drive that nice car. Oh my God, you don't know how they paid for that fucking car. No. You don't know if they can't make their rent. Like, I feel like that's one of the best examples of that thing of, you know, you don't know what that all looks like. And the the only thing that you can really, and I don't know if this is going to sound trite or if this is valuable to you, it definitely helps me when I get stuck in that, that you know, you know, I've struggled with it. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with buying a house, mm-hmm. right? Like I've decided that that's not a thing that's going to happen for me. And until it does, my life is in shambles. And everybody that does own a house, Dana, is amazing <laughs> and like living their best life. So the really the only thing you can compare yourself to is where was I? Right. You know, like, wow, I used to like be so drunk that I would pee my pants and not know it and wake up in strange places. Yeah. Like, wow, I used Look to. Look how far you've come in celebrating your own success. Exactly. Like, wow, I used to really struggle in relationships and now I'm in a monogamous partnership. Wow. I used to be incredibly irresponsible and now I'm. Uh, tasked with taking care of a toddler and I'm completely doing it. You know, Mm -hmm. wow. I, and so when I look back that way, I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard. You know, I, I'm like Dana, like, I feel like I've kind of always known what I wanted to do. I certainly haven't known what, how to do it. Right. Um, but I've kind of print, you know, I've been pretty clear about what I want to do, um, which is to be a professional dancer. And, (laughs) and I just, but I, I do think it's about like, you know, and I know that's like a hard question, but what, what do you want to do? What well, brings and, you joy? And then she said the other part of her letter was there's so many things she wants to right, do. Right. And it becomes overwhelming. She doesn't know where to start. And like, that's a sign sometimes of a, of a perfectionist. Mm. Um, and I know generally like people say I'm a Virgo. And so people are like, oh, you must really be neat and, you know, and get your perfectionist and all this. My perfectionism manifests in sometimes being overwhelmed to the point that I'm like, it's never going to be perfect. So I can't do it. Right. And so she may be unbeknownst to her struggling with that. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be the best at this, 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 and this. So I just don't even know where to start. Right. So I would just say, just pick one and go Mm -hmm. and just decide. And it doesn't matter if you're the best, just do the best you can. And you really have to break it down to, you know, I'm such a big believer in the like one moment at a time, one minute at a time. And, and, and that's how we built this podcast. Oh, totally. One day I was like, I want, I think I want to do a podcast. Yeah. And the next I called you and Mm -hmm. then I ordered equipment Mm -hmm. and then like, 
I didn't have a clue what I was doing yeah. or what we were going to do right. or any of that. And it was like, I just got focused on it and was like, well, here's what I know I can do. Right. I even do that with like things that all the things that usually bog me down and I'm in the middle of some of it right now are like taxes, you know, like getting mm-hmm. my taxes done. I have a bunch of hospital bills right now. I've appealed some of them. So I like write a letter, but more come in the mail. And then I call them, you know, like that is truly like I, in my wallet right now, I have like four letters that I have to address. I don't know why I don't like do, I mean, I guess cause it's, they're, they're not open, but like, I always consider that like normal business hours, like things yeah. I'll address on Monday at 9am. But, um, you know, it's, that's how I get over every overwhelming task. So just to kind of look back at her, her email, she's like, um, you know, I want to go to graduate school, get married, have a baby, you know, like if you really want to go to graduate school, what's the first step there? Yeah. Like, what do you Apply. want to go to school for? Yeah, yeah. Or like maybe do a little bit of research. I can also see her getting bogged down by all that of like, right. I've researched every single school. And and that's where I, I think it is true that if you want to run for office, it's probably helpful to start to volunteer for something, you know, mm-hmm. find an issue find the first step. in the, you know, I know it's hard because you live in a snow house in Scandinavia. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, what's an organization that, you know, is there something locally that you can start to go to your first like you know meeting in that area or is there Mm -hmm. a specific issue that you're passionate about go sign up for their um websites and go to the first meeting and know that uncertainty sounds like a bad word it's not and i think that's where everyone's uncertain about even the people that know what they want to do you're like i don't know how to do it totally you know i know what i want to do i don't know how to accomplish it right i'm just doing what i know i can to work towards that goal. Right. And that's where I think everyone's uncertain. Totally. I think that's where Dana's thing of then just kind of letting the world take you. And I've been trying to deal with that balance of, okay, this is as much as I can accomplish, right? Like I can put a podcast into the world, you know, like we can control that part of it, how that's perceived and what the next step is from there. We can't, you know, we tried, we've had meetings, they've not gone well, or we were not invited to even attend them. Right. Um, but that, you know, it's sort of like we've put it in the world and now the world will take it away. You yeah. know, like they'll do whatever the next step is with it. You know, yeah. it's like do some of that little research. Who knows? Maybe you go to one of those little meetings and they're like, oh, hey, we need somebody to lead this other thing. That's where the world kind of takes right. you is you do the footwork and the world will take care of the rest. Correct. And that uncertainty is almost a blessing because sometimes we don't know what it is we're supposed to be doing. Can you get a video of this, Sarah, so people can see why I'm going to be a professional dancer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you just give me like a cue line, Dana, that would launch me into dance, like something that you think would, mm-hmm. like pretend like you're done answering. We just did a really good job. Allison. Oh my God. That was such a great answer. And you look beautiful. So I guess what I'm saying is we all this have... This is super interesting for the people listening on our podcast, by the way. <laughs> they'll see the video. And they'll be like, that's it's... what they wasted five minutes of my life for? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Where is and what is Scandinavia? <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I carry? You know what, what I started carrying in my wallet? A map. No. <laughs> what? Those are on our phones now. Okay. Uh, chapstick. That's my big win for this week as I was like, finally broke down and was like, no, I'm getting older. The moisture's leaving my body. I'm going to buy chapstick and keep it in my wallet. No, you yelled at me for putting this on. No, but I don't like your slimy stuff. It's for, (laughs) it's for clubbing so that your lips look wet. Like you just blew someone. (laughs) I want like actual moisturizer. It's in the United States. I'm so confused. This says that Scandinavia is one day away. Is this true, Sarah? And she also, it, this map also indicates that it's in the United States. What? What is this, Sarah? Oh, Sarah makes up her own Sarah, maps. Sarah, you have to stop making up she, maps. Remember when she colored in Missouri to be part of the Deep South? <laughs> she is suggesting that I'm very close to Scandinavia in this moment, and it's merely a day trip. Yeah. What is that map? I don't think that's true, because in Monsters, I think they had to go through a door. Okay, now what is this? She Googled it. In Northern Europe? What was that map that you just showed me? <laughs> <laughs> characterized by common ethnocultural northern germanic heritage mm-hmm. oh. 
I got to really look more into this because I want to go there. By the way, it's a 10 hour and 40 minute flight. <laughs> However, flight Sarah's previous. Can you please screenshot whatever that was that said it was a day trip? You fucking <laughs> lunatic. Oh, my God. She has been a real handful ever since she got back from the booze cruise. She's I'll tell you what. Sarah went on a booze cruise with her mom, and now she thinks everything is a day trip. She's and like, I thought that I heard her murder on a podcast. <laughs> you know what? That's what? so been happening to me lately. What? Okay. So you guys know that I listen to podcasts Wait, all the we're time. We're up to date, yeah. Okay. So Sarah went on a cruise. I had listened to this podcast about a girl that went on a cruise with her family and met a band member on the boat and they kind of hit it off. Anyway, she's either dead or in sex slavery. Okay. So Sarah comes back and she's like, oh my gosh, I met this nice guy. And I'm like, oh, cool. And she's like, he was in the band. I was like, holy fuck, you're going to get murdered. Dina, you can't just tell people they're going to get murdered. So then this, this happens. Listen. So the other day I go to this, like I'm doing this project for my friend, Greg Roman and involving some people from UCB and stuff. And I, and I, on the way there was listening to this podcast, um, knife point horror, I think. And it's just this guy that writes these bizarre stories and reads them. Stop judging me. I know. So scary. So anyway, The story was about this Russian man that went all over the world finding his doppelgangers to murder them because he felt like they were stealing his life. And it's a super interesting story the way it all pans out. There's two doppelgangers, whatever. I won't ruin the story. Anyway. Because we're going to go listen to Fuck, Mary Kill the podcast. (laughs) So I show up. There's this really good podcast. It's called Murder Me and My Fucking Badge. Anyway, it's super funny. Everybody on it is in a boat and they all get fucking murdered. (laughs) Hi, you guys. My name is Santa and I like murder. Keep going. Um, So anyway, I show up to this rehearsal. We're doing like a table read of the project. There's this guy there that's a complete and total doppelganger of my friend Matt Kelly. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. Has anyone ever told you you look like Matt Kelly? He sounds like him. Yeah. I mean, everything about him just seems like they are the same person. So you think they're going to get murdered. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill my friend, Kelly. <laughs> but this keeps happening where I hear things. That's and because you're I listening can... to only murder podcasts. That's not true. <laughs> I listen to other podcasts. Like what? The Dollop, the last podcast on the left. Um, that Esther, remember China talked about the Esther Perel? Yeah, but all I hear you talk about is murder, and I don't think it's reasonable. You also told us to stop judging you when Sarah was like, I was on a boat, and you were like, you're gonna get murdered. So, I don't know <laughs> if you should tell us to stop being I just judgy. was happy she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're wondering how you can keep this fucking crazy train afloat. We- or, if you're ever gonna need to email us and be like, Dana, I am... I was kidnapped off a, a cruise ship and I was sold into sex slavery and I need you to come help my family find me. Then e- fucking email us. <laughs> <laughs> but don't do it if you're related and she doesn't know about it. If you were maybe, if people think you were murdered, but you're a sex slave, email Dana. If you think we're Please, sisters, I wanna help email you. me. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want you to scare your neighbors, but please knock on their doors and tell them about our podcast. We I mean, want I you to rate us. can pretty much relate to anybody. <laughs> and if not, I've heard a podcast probably about you. <laughs> we want you to rate us and review us on iTunes. We want you to tell all your friends, hey, turns out you can review us on Facebook. We can just shared some of those. Review? Can you rate us with five stars? Why? Did people not do that? Sometimes people don't. And they're like, well, nothing's perfect. No, but then that Dana, we're us. not going to edit how they edit us. I we're mean, not I'm edit just saying on other us. podcasts, they say, please review us with five stars. Oh, they do? Yeah. Well, that's good for those. Mine, I say, go with your gut. Do what you do. what feels right to you. <laughs> we're going to read an absolute yours. These are your crazy, terrible, fucked up banana stories. This person wrote right on brand, absolute worst date. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hello, ladies. I have an absolute yourst. As a young gay man, I was on Twitter a lot, and so my friend from and saw my friend from church. Let's call her Grace. Grace introduced me to one of her friends from her dance team. Nice. I just I want to stop for a second. Why? Are there auditions for the team? Because I am working on being a professional. Okay, dancer. please keep reading. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> dance teams her name is tracy on twitter and we talked in dms for a little while until we decided to meet up at her house i had thought i had made it clear i was gay because we were going to watch a gaga concert video 
<laughs> right. I mean, what I more mean, needs to be said? Right. Well, she didn't seem to get the message because she was all over me, putting her legs over mine, hugging me, trying to get as close as possible. She even asked if I would kiss her. Keep in mind, this is the first time we've ever met besides a couple conversations online. When I said I didn't want to, she made a point every time a girl came on the TV to say, well, I bet you'd kiss her. So she then told me that her ex-boyfriend was in jail. Wow. (laughs) And that he had done terrible things to her, but she still loved him. We never spoke after that, and I'm more than glad to keep it that way. Anyway, that's my absolute yours. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm upset. He's um, got to say to somebody if they keep coming on him, he's got to be like, you know, I'm gay, right? Right. Like, did he say that? I, I guess that's our question. That in the letter, but you he, need to start telling people on, you're gay. Yeah. We're going to start a Kickstarter for a t-shirt that says I'm gay. So you can start Just wearing so you it know, when you're with women gay. so that they don't start keep throwing themselves Let's be at honest. You. A lot of gay men are super attractive. Sure. Yeah. But I think I have an excellent gaydar, though. Do you not? Do you? Oh, yeah. Huh. I have called people well before they've ever been out. Really? Oh, yeah. But you make a lot of calls. You're like the fucking Babe Ruth of walking life. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're always right. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Do you think I'm like a personality psychic? No. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to say no firmer than just No. Oh my god, I feel so like basically I need to know who this I want to be friends with this girl now. That girl though, she's a confetti box, isn't she? Like a confetti box. How just a, <laughs> a real mean? a box of surprise. You're sure. like hitting on the on the guy the first time she's Listen. like I get that you're into gaga, but also you might like cookie. <laughs> and then she's like, by the way, I'm in love with a man in prison who was bad to me. Yeah. Well, listen, she was suffering, and I think the least he could have done was kiss her. I think he was... You're the worst. That would have made it exponentially worse. (laughs) Come on. But I think he should tell his friend, like, hey, I think she's going through a lot. If you're a gay man... If you are a gay man who swung it to abroad one time because she was having a hard time, I want to hear about it. Mm -mm. Yeah. You don't no. think you don't do like a courtesy fuck once in a while? Like, because I think there's some gay man, men out there that can do it. Not all gay men. No, I don't think so. No? No. You've never had sex with a gay man? No. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening right now? Don't be super judging. I have a, a friend that he wasn't out in college and he was dating this girl and he tells this story about, have I told you this? I don't about know. How one time in the dark, like she kept pushing, wanting to go further and further. And so he was fingering her. Uh-huh. And just, he was what, like, why do you always want to talk about fingering? No, it just comes up in my life a lot. <laughs> um, it can be fun. Um, anyway, he like was so glad that, that he really did like her as a person, but he was so glad that the, the lights were off because he was like, Ugh. Ugh. like every time he put his fingers, are you going to tell us about fucking milk puss again? Oh, because no, he was gay. He was gagging. Oh, why would he, was, he do that though? Because she was really hurt that they weren't moving forward. Okay. Well, I think that's, we figured Can out you the imagine line. If you were with a dude <laughs> yeah. and you turned on the light and he was going, can I imagine? I loved it, Dana. What are Wait, you talking nobody about? Get your face, well, Allison. How can I know for sure? <laughs> Who's to say? That's why you have sex with the lights off. Number one. Number no. two. What? If you're a gay man and you're trying to make a woman feel better, for sure, kiss her. Do not finger no. her. No, I, I, I thought that was the message. That's the worst it's advice you've given in months. What do you mean? If, if you, you're a gay man, don't kiss a straight no, woman. You kiss some girls sometimes if they're feeling bad. That's no, ridiculous. I just think no. <laughs> Nobody needs to be kissed just because they're feeling bad. I do. Stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new obsession. I've seen your vagina. I want everybody here to kiss. What? Don't you think? Sarah, you would kiss me. You would. Sarah would kiss me. <sighs> you wouldn't kiss Sarah even? No. Sarah doesn't want me to kiss Sarah, her. Sarah, just because you cover your eyes doesn't mean we can't see you. We can still see you <laughs> and your happening? mouth. <laughs> As usual, this See, episode. She's covering her eyes and her mouth. She doesn't want us looking at her or putting our no, mouths on her mouth. No, she's trying not to laugh. She already said you, you said you would kiss me. Yes, yeah, she did. She said it with her eyes. <laughs> You're like a man. Also, stop meeting up with people that you only know through direct message on Twitter. I mean, do I need to say that? Well, how else are people going to meet? I don't know. The library? Where do people it's meet? another way to meet. But I, I think like you got to be like, hey... This could seem like a date, but it's not because I'm gay. (laughs) Right? I guess.
I'm not mad at him. I just want him to like think about that next time. And I want him to kiss some women. That's all no, I'm saying. He doesn't need to. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't need to. But That's like, just senseless kissing. <sighs> okay. Well, thanks for ruining the episode that I thought was ended on a really positive note. That's the end? Yeah. <laughs> Once a gay man refuses to kiss a woman who feels bad, that's where I draw the line. That's what? I, I'm and, calling and that, it. That's wait, the end. So if any, if you see anyone out, like for example, okay, yesterday I was parking on the street and I saw these two girls, and the one girl was crying. She clearly felt bad, okay. and the other and girl you kissed her, and the other girl hugged her. Okay, should I yeah. have run up and kissed that woman on the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> She was already getting a hug. It's a great point, though. You can yeah. start with a hug. If a hug doesn't do it, you can kiss. If that's if not I enough, do not finger them. A person. That's the rule. It's the rule of threes. If someone is in distress, you hug them. If they're still upset, you kiss them. If they're still upset, don't finger them. That's as much as you can do. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if I'm at Panera and there's a person in a booth crying, go on. aggressively hug first. No, I'm not saying to strangers, but if you're. I mean, Lightly I, hug first. <laughs> If they don't look happy after that, <laughs> kiss them. If they look completely weirded out and feel assaulted, don't finger them because you've done everything you can do. <laughs> You're making it sound weird. Because it is weird. <laughs> Stupid. It works in certain situations. That's all I'm saying. That's not all you were going to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Sarah. It's so good to have you back. Really, we yeah, missed you. We missed you. We really missed you. Oh, I forgot oh, about that. Oh, we need a Nevis Corner. Sarah says Sarah, we need a Nevis Corner. I forgot that that even existed. Nevis Corner. Hey, Grandmama. Hey, Neva. Um... I heard that you're upset and um, I want to start by offering Please don't a hug. kiss my grandma. <laughs> I, 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 what did I say? Oh, you said a lot of things. I think for... it's the F word. Oh, because I said the F word. Yeah, sorry. No, but you know what I'm talking about. Fingers? Yes. Digital penetration? Yes. Yeah, stop. Apologize for all of that. Oh, sorry about all that. I'm sorry I said once again that any household item could double as a dildo. I'm sorry about it. Yeah. I'm sorry we were mad at that um, nice gay man for not telling girls he's gay. I'm sorry that I thought Scandinavia was a day trip. That was Sarah's fault. <laughs> I'm obviously I'm apologizing on for behalf Sarah. of Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> what does Sarah think we needed it for? Yeah, Sarah. Oh, we covered it. We covered it. corner. Sarah. Dana. I'm so glad you didn't get murdered on a cruise oh, ship boy. by the band member. I love you, and I'm glad you're back. Allison. What? I love you. Oh, God. Mm, bye. Shut up and sit down.